This is internationally best-selling indie author, Michael Brent Collings, inviting you to join me at bestsellerlife.com DCR to unlock my tips, tricks, and hacks for a successful writing career. So go to bestsellerlife.com DCR and kickstart your writing adventure today. This is Daniel. And this is Krebs. This is Alton. And I am Matai. And you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, the greatest geek podcast out there. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we have a special guest for you. That's right. This individual has been on the show before last Halloween season to talk about some stories of that are very unique for the Halloween season. Rami Ungar has returned to tell us about his new project, which is Hannah and other stories. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back, my man. It was really good talking to you last Halloween season, and here we are on the cusp of yet another spoopy season. Really glad to have you back on the show. Really glad to be here. It was a lot of fun last year. Last time that you were on the show, you were part of this awesome horror anthology, and it was super, super cool. This time, you're on the show to talk about your own project, Hannah and Other Stories. Now, personally, I did not get any sort of like leader on what this book is, so I am asking you, as someone who has never heard of this before, what is this book? What can you tell me about Hannah and Other Stories? Well... Hannah and Other Stories is my new book. It's a collection of seven original tales that are perfect reading for the Halloween season, featuring tales of ghosts, budding serial killers, and carnivorous horses, among other things. (laughs) Carnivorous horses! That's so great! (laughs) Yeah, people really seem to like that mention. There are seven original tales, as I said, and I've been working the past few years with my publisher, BSC Publishing Group, to get these stories in shape for publication. It comes out on September 23rd, which at this time is about 10 days from when we're recording. Oh, my gosh. That is coming out so fast. And I well, it's so fast for us, for you. It was probably kind of a process and an adventure. Oh, you have no idea. And I've got so many stories to tell. Now, do you like writing in the, the, the short story format um, or have you written in other for- the long format as well? I like writing shorter stories. I actually okay. um, keep a very long list of ideas for short stories to write. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I have such trouble keeping my word count under 7,500, which is what the Horror Writers Association calls uh the max for a short story. Mm-hmm. The uh, I usually write like longer short stories, novelettes and novella. Okay. And I'm always, every time I work on a shorter project, I'm always like, try to keep it under 6,000 words. Try to keep it under <laughs> 6,000 words. And then the next thing I know, it's between 11,000 and 30,000. I'm like, Rami, you did it again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when I write myself, like, my novels are hundred anywhere from 120 to 140,000 words. And then I write short stories and it's like, I'm at 80, I'm at 8,000 words already. What am I going to do? How, what do I trim out so that I can trim that down? Uh, You know, my last short story, I trimmed it down to 5,600, but I ended before trimming it down at almost 9,000. So I understand because there's just so many ideas and it just keeps going in. And then 
you know, you got to trim it out. But and when your situation, you're making it a collection and you it's yours. So you, the nice thing is you get to add all those in. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Though occasionally I'll still collaborate with my publisher and we'll be like, okay, he, he, here's where we need to make some cuts. <laughs> well, that's actually what I was going to ask about. You know, um, we've talked on the show previously about how creativity loves constraints. The idea that when you have sort of like an opposing force of boundaries on you or an imposing force of pressure, it forces you to do things creatively that perhaps you wouldn't have thought of in the absence of those constraints. And it can lead to some incredible creations. But the flip side is that as creators, everything we make is our baby and we don't want to dice that up. And yet you're in a situation where you have to pare down this thing that you've created. So what is your process for editing as much as 33, 40% of what you originally wrote and still have a cohesive and and quality story to tell? That's actually a really good question because one of the stories um, in Hannah, the autopsy kid and Dr. Sarah is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally a lot longer, close to novella length. Mm. And my publisher was like, okay, first off, this is supposed to be a collection of short stories. So maybe we can try <laughs> trimming this down. There's also a lot of uh, plot lines that really don't add anything, so maybe we could cut those out. So I basically spent an entire weekend just trying to trim this story down to an acceptable length while also making a ton of changes so that the main points that we were keeping would still flow together and the crazy thing was, I was at a convention that weekend. Oh, my gosh. Vending books. So oh, my word. I remember Saturday night, um, it was getting very close to midnight, and I was just running out of steam with, like, two or three sections left. So I was just like, I can't do this. I need to sleep. So I he wrote a quick note to my editor, got into bed, got up at 5.30 in the morning, finished the story and sent it off. And after that, I just went into the convention and was just like, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> uh, do you mind if I ask what convention that was? Sure. It was Parasycon. It's um, it's a, a paranormal convention at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. It's oh, held wow. every May. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. That is one of the most haunted locations in the nation. And, and I love going there all the time. I go at least once a year, usually for Parasitecon. And I nearly always experience something weird or paranormal there. And it's just a lot of fun. It, it's fascinating, this type of stuff. Um, you know, I've gone on paranormal investigations myself in the past. Um, you know, there are several locations even around us that are very have a lot of paranormal activity uh, that, you know, due to, you know, the past relationship with the land here and issues uh, when settlers originally came in, plus even stories that you hear, uh, you know, there's a, a railroad depot where there is a, a, a bride that w- that can be seen wandering around. Unfortunately, you know, she got married to her husband. She loved this man. They were to hop on a train for their honeymoon. They got into an argument. He ripped her ring off and threw it out towards the track. She went to go get it and unfortunately got hit by a train. Um, But 
the story is the she's still wandering the depot trying to find her ring and so many people have seen her their stories it's fascinating and amazing i've never experienced but i know there's a lot of people that have and it's just fascinating hearing those type of stories you know because i could definitely see how a spirit would not want to move on if you know her last thought in life was to retrieve her ring and she didn't she never got it yeah of course she would be stuck looking for that and i think a lot of these spirits are stuck in some way and that's why we see them and it's definitely always in an area where there's a lot of energy uh that is constantly there so they can pull on that to become visible yeah and you know all these paranormal investigations uh all this ghost hunting as well as ghost hunting shows actually inspired um a different uh story in hannah and other stories hannah to be specific nice story the collection's named after or um yeah that one follows a pair of ghost hunters who um sneak into an abandoned school who uh trying to find the ghost that supposedly haunts there and they get a bit more than they bargain for wow I love that lead-in right just by itself. Um, how many stories are in Hannah and other stories? Uh, there are seven stories, each uh, with a different uh, subject, a different thing to make, make them special. Uh, Hannah, like I said, is about two ghost hunters getting uh, way more than they bargained for in an abandoned elementary school. Uh, the second story, Queen Alice, is basically Alice in Wonderland meets Slenderman. Oh, <laughs> nice! Yeah, my editor was a, is a really big fan of Alice in Wonderland, so she told me that was a really fascinating story to read. Uh, the Autopsy Kid and Doctor Sarah, which I mentioned earlier, is the one that required a ton of editing at the convention. Mm-hmm. Is about um, a young teenager getting wrapped up in uh, what would be termed uh, a serial killer or one in the making, a budding serial killer. Oh, man. Uh, Fuseli's Horses is about carnivorous horses. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Sounds amazing every time I hear it. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could remember or where exactly I got the idea from. I be, I think I might have heard about um these uh meat eating mares in middle school studying Greek uh, mythology, and just and that just kind of stuck in my mm-hmm. subconscious until well I wrote the story, but I honestly cannot remember. Uh, I wonder if it uh, actually comes from. There are some uh, darker stories about unicorns. Unicorns actually eat. These darker versions of these unicorns, unicorns actually use their horn to pierce people and then they eat their hearts. Um, They're not the beautiful, glowing, fun, loving unicorns that we see, but they're more dark. So maybe that came where it started. Who knows? But I just love the fact. I love the fact that you're like, ooh, carnivorous horses. You know, most people like to go (laughs) up to pet a horse. And just imagine if it ate your best friend while you're sitting there trying to pet it. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I definitely explored the darker side of horses in that one. They're also really fascinating. So the fifth story in the collection is is called uh, The Red Burst. It's definitely the most abstract story in the collection. It's about 
uh, this guy and his husband, they go to a small town to check in on the guy's sister, only to find that something crazy has hit the town and it looks like a disaster zone. Oh. Yeah. Uh, sixth story is called What Error Awoke. It's about a reading in an English literature class at a university sets off a chain of events that brings some powerful ancient beings into the world during one of the uh, darkest chapters of human history. And the final story, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls, uh, is about what happens uh, when in a sobriety coach finds herself uh, at a party, a literal underground party in the Paris catacombs. So what authors would you cite as your major influences? Could you send a, I could tell you've got this passion for horror. Where did that passion come from in a literary sense? Well, I've been reading since I was young and I started wanting to become a writer for seriously become a writer when I was about 10. But uh, Stephen King is what drew me into horror. Uh, one summer I read it. I think I was 11 or 12. Oh my uh, gosh. About at the same age as the characters in the book during the flashbacks. And I was terrified, but at the same time, I knew I'd found home. After I finished that book, I just knew I wanted to write stories Moving like back that. To dairy. And, and I'm 30 now, and I guess uh, that's an 18-year investment, and that's gone uh, pretty well. I mean, being 11 reading that book, I mean, yes, it's terrifying, but I mean, there's a lot of graphic stuff that you don't see in the movies. A lot of people, or mm. even the miniseries they left out. Uh, I remember uh, it was junior high. I read that and I'm just like, uh, wow. Um, I have never read anything like this in the scene, like the orgy scene and all that. And it's like, um, okay. Uh, I don't know what I got into, but Hey, uh, I'm going to still finish this book. Cause I want to know what happens. <laughs> which, which begs the question. Um, if that is one of your primary inspirations or one of the things that got you started down this path, um, if if your short stories were made into movies and were rated by the MPAA, what rating do you think they would get? Ooh, good question. I definitely think um, if Hannah uh, was made into a movie, I think it would be probably PG-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I honestly think that story would make a great survival horror game like Outlast, in which case it would probably be rated um, M. M. I think that's what Outlast is. Yeah, M for mature. Yeah. Yeah, because of how intense the frights would be. Um, Queen Alice, I also think, would make a great, a great movie. And that would either be PG-13 or R, okay. depending on um, the creative choices. Gotcha. Maeve. So like the anthology, if we were to kind of average it out, you would say that each story is probably PG-13, might drift into our territory. So maybe we call it PG-17. That works. I PG-16. Mean, PG-17. Uh, the Autopsy Kid and Dr. Sarah, that one's definitely rated R. That's okay. about as, as close to extreme horror as I get in that collection. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and again, this is coming out on the 23rd. If people want to pick up Hannah and other stories, where can they find it? 
Oh, it's available for pre-order at just about every retailer imaginable. Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, uh, Kobo, oh, oh, um, the publisher's Square Store, even a few international retailers like Booktopia and Wook. Uh, and currently, it's only going to be available as an ebook. But if it does well enough in terms of sales and reviews, then it could get a paperback and possibly even an audiobook. Awesome. So you heard it here first, Dungeon Crawlers. If you can help support this book in its electronic form, then we can get this possibly published physically. And, you know, speaking of support, we have some awesome sponsors who have been supporting the show, and they would like to tell you about how they can improve your creative world. Hey, DCR fans, do you ever dream of quitting your job to become a successful writer? This is internationally best-selling indie author and friend of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, Michael Brent Collings, inviting you to join me at bestsellerlife.com DCR to unlock my tips, tricks, and hacks for a successful writing career. A portion of every sale at bestsellerlife.com DCR goes to support Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And even better, another portion goes to charity. So go to bestsellerlife.com DCR and kickstart your writing adventure today. Dungeon Crawlers, thank you so much for taking a moment to hear out our sponsors. You know, Josh. Yeah, man. Speaking of all these creative things, you know, I, I, I'm an engineer at heart and I just really love finding out how things are put together. Mm -hmm. I saw this mm -hmm. great documentary the other day on how they get these giant aircraft carriers, how they hold them together. Oh man, this doc, it was, it was riveting. It's, oh, Matthew. Wow. Oh, Matthew. You really stuck it to me on that one. <laughs> you just drove that one home. Oh, please stop. <laughs> you know, that's, that's as bad as saying, why is Cinderella so bad at soccer? Why, why is <laughs> she Cinderella keeps running away from the ball? Yes. Oh my God. I gotta remember that one. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I was all fixated on her footwear. Oh, I got one last one. Like because because of the carnivorous horses. Carnivorous. What horse. do you call a well balanced horse? What do you call a well balanced? I don't horse? know what. Stable. Oh. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, you out matai matai. I know. I think he did. <laughs> I have to give him the uh, the trophy for this show. Well done, everyone. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Awesome. Now, now Hannah and other stories coming out September 23rd. Um, but that is, that is far from your first book and it's far from your last one. Uh, True. what, what other pro, what other projects do you currently have in the pipeline and what's on the horizon for you? Well, well, I am happy to announce that I just signed a contract to have a short story of mine published in an anthology by hellbound books oh yeah it's called the wild hunt um and it's going to be in their holiday themed anthology the happy holidays <laughs> <laughs> please tell me that uh the wild hunt involves santa i'm not gonna reveal anything you're gonna have to read the anthology to find out mm, all right Ooh, i like that answer. i like it uh is there anything else you can tell us about this anthology like how many stories or who else is involved i don't um 
I can tell you that um, the anthology isn't just like Christmas or Halloween. It's all sorts of holiday-themed story. He, these um, holiday-themed horror stories, and I'm just lucky that they chose my story because it's a Christmas-themed horror story, he, which I got a kick out of writing as a Jewish person. I felt <laughs> I like it was kind ask. of... Yeah, it I felt like a variation on a theme. A lot of Christmas carols were actually written in uh by Jews. So I felt like, like I was just adding to something. And <laughs> I'm really excited for people to read this story. He, um I'm also uh, at this time participating in something called the Face of Horror Contest. You mm -hmm. might have heard of it. Uh for those of you who are unaware, a bunch of people are competing um to be what's known as the face of horror. Her winner gets a cash prize and a photo spread with Kane Hodder <gasps> in Rue Morgue magazine. For and... those who do not know, Kane Hodder is the actor who played Jason in the most Friday the 13th movies. Yep. Yeah, and uh, at the time we're recording this, I'm participating and you can help me win by voting daily for me on my profile page. Just type, look up Face of Horror Rami Unger. You'll find me, and hopefully I'll still be in the competition when this airs. I also have a few other things um, that I am dying to announce, but I just have not signed the papers yet, so I cannot make that public just yet. But let me just say there are a I've been on uh, I've just been on top of the world lately because of how oh, my life has been going in my writing career, how lucky I've been, and just how many people have wanted to work with me and help me with my stories. I also am uh, working on a bunch of stories that I hope to uh, send out very soon. Um, I was invited to uh, submit to a grimdark anthology back in uh, May or June, and I'm about to do the final edits on that story before I send it to the um, editor. Hopefully they like it enough to include it. And I've got a bunch of more stories on the horizon. And there's a novel I want to get back to that I started last year, a mummy novel. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that uh, Tom Cruise film from several, a couple of years back? That yeah. was, that was the, horrible. It was the reboot of the Universal Monster movie. Yeah, yeah it was the supposed to be part universe. of the Dark Universe, and it was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. This book is kind of my response to that. I mean, it was inspired by me thinking, what would it take to write a modern mummy story and make it good? I, I want to unspool just a little bit. Um, we talked about Happy Holidays, but do you have any idea when that book's going to drop? I want to say that it's coming out um, this holiday season. At least I think it is. So but, November, December ish. Yeah, but. I have not received official word from the publisher, so don't take my word for it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So, folks, it's that time. We have enjoyed our time with Rami and talking about horror and monsters and all sorts of creepy, crawly stuff. But go out. By the time this show airs, you know, Hannah and all these wonderful collection of short stories will be available for you to pick up. So go out, pick up a copy, because it's that time for us to be scared and creeped out. Because, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than sitting on the couch with a good book that terrifies you and you need to leave the lights on as you head to bed. 
So Amen. with that said, folks, we'll catch you next time. Good night and pleasant nightmares, everyone. <laughs> and my favorite dungeon crawling nerdlings, remember to always let your geek flag fly. So say we all. And whether you are indulging in a handful of short but terrifying stories, or you too go for the long slog with our dear friend Stephen King, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us.